Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part two of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much and enjoy part two of the podcast. This does so well because they just kill a little fucking kid and a school teacher. And then yeah. they don't show it yet, but then they do more shit, which is when you're just like, I want I want retribution for all those four motherfuckers. And that's what movies like this, particularly this one, do so well. You know, this movie, well, if you're talking about Kill Bill, they, they, all, they often talk about this movie with Kill Bill. They talk about another one that stars Mako Kaji, which is... Uh, female female prisoner scorpion uh, jailhouse 41 i haven't seen that there's, there's a series um but it's the same one and then there's a swedish film called thriller on grim film or it's also known as they call her one eye okay it's really fucking graphic and you know exploitative to the point of like okay you guys can fucking relax <laughs> yeah but it's it's a revenge thriller too where you want you want the the female protagonist to get revenge on the people that wronged her this movie in my opinion does it the best because it's it doesn't feel exploitative to me you know you see what happens to sayo here and eventually we're going to see that she gets taken by one of these three assholes and you want her to get revenge which she kind of does you know we see her they cut back here to sayo in the field seeing her son dead and then she's trying to fight her way through these people that took her these three dudes in this sadistic bitch yeah essentially they took her into like a little barn and there's and they just rice gang and hay her. and they gang rape her and the three guys are gang raping her and the woman that's part of the gang is laughing the entire yeah. time so but i just i like, don't find it gratuitous though no it's early in the film and it's kind of like jesus it's rough it's not gratuitous it's not making it flashy or look good or cool or sexy no it's 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 intentionally making you fucking sick to your stomach and basically start these embers in your body where you know the fire is going to burn and you want you want her to get revenge more than anything in the world yeah and uh i do like again i i should quickly mention i, I like the um the introduction here of the bad guys as they're stabbing 
the school teacher as they're stabbing go they freeze frame and put the names of them up which is another thing tarantino yes uses in his movies right the little freeze frame Da-da-da! here's this person which is kind of cool i like that but anyway they, they go through here where the the three bandits and the woman kind of scatter out across the land because they have taken all the money from these people and this one guy takes sayo because he liked her and just took her as his property basically and then she just kind of bides her time and waits around and then just kills his ass <laughs> yeah stabs him it's fucking great well it's funny because like she's doing a voice like there's a voiceover as to what's happening and they're showing like still pictures and she's like yeah he took me and then there's like a still picture of him like on top of her raping her and then yeah. that picture comes to life and while he's on top of her, she stabs him right in the fucking back. And yep. that's our first, yeah, good. That's one that's down. a wrap on Tokuichi. Good, yeah. fuck you, man. But then it immediately cuts to, ah, oh, I killed him, but then I got arrested. God damn it. So that's, you realize, oh, that's how she got in jail. She killed this one of the, the four, the gang of four, but then she's in prison. And then she realized, like, shit, I'm not going to get out of here. I can't kill these other three assholes so she's she's surrounded in jail here by other female prisoners and she's explaining to them who we come to know clearly didn't really feel much for her for sayo they thought she wasn't really great person but she says sayo explains i came into the prison and i just acted like a fucking whore yeah and fucked everything that moved in here because i wanted to get pregnant and have a child that would take my vengeance for me because i'm stuck in here now and this is where i'm probably gonna die so i need somebody else to do this for me which is fucking crazy yeah it's insane but holy shit like it's 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 a mental way to do it but it makes for a great story goddamn yeah like she like they said oh you wanted you always said you wanted a strong son and then she's got this daughter uh instead and says something to the effect that my spirit will have to go and live on in her and i yeah. will i will die here and my spirit will be inside my daughter and she will enact my revenge yeah and she just basically says you know like she's she's like my husband's dead my fucking son is dead and she says something to the, to the effect like even if this takes me the next seven lives you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to enact my revenge, <laughs> which is awesome. Like that's a hell of a line. And just real, Oh, I was going to say real quickly, she's amazing. Like as she's sick and dying, but the other female prisoners that are in there with her and surrounding, they're reacting to her story and they're doing yep. it really, really well. Like they're playing those emotions, like where she's talking about, yeah, I know you guys didn't like me. Uh, I had sex with everybody in here uh, because, you know, all of these ter- terrible things happened. And the reaction from the other female prisoners is really good as well. It, it really punches the scene up. It does, man. They act extremely well. For a movie that was one of however many they pumped out that year, everybody's good. You know, the the background people that have this scene and that's it, they're tremendous. You know, I was looking up Meiko Kaji's career here, and this seems like it's one of those movies where it's almost like, and I'm I'm not really comparing them per se content-wise, but just if you think of Casablanca, Casablanca was just one movie that they pumped out among tens of hundreds, right? 
Like, that wasn't anything special. Nobody on Casablanca thought it was going to become this big thing. Oh, my God, it's the greatest movie of all time. Nobody thought that. It was just one movie out of however many they cranked out that fucking month, right? Yeah. This movie is kind of like that, where it just happened where everybody kicked ass in it. The story worked. Whoever did the cinematography, which I don't have in front of me, but tremendous. You know, the director did a great job. Uh, the, the manga that it was based on was really great source material. You know, if if you look at Mei Kokaji, in 19, this is 1973, this movie came out. So she was, her movie career was flying at this point. In 1970, she did 12 movies. In 1971, she did seven. In 72, Whoa. she did five. In 73, <laughs> this was one of six that she did. Like, out of fucking control, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's God incredible. Damn. Yeah, so this is one of those movies that just hit a nerve with the populace and was like, yep, this is it. So, pretty cool. Anyway, I kind of took us off there for a second. Um, Sayo dies here in prison. We get that scene of her dying and her compatriots not being happy. And then we get young Oyuki here be- being trained yeah. <laughs> by her sort of surrogate father and mother here. And yeah. the barrel scene where this fucking dude just, okay, put your arms and legs out and don't get thrown out of the barrel. And he just boots her down the fucking hill. <laughs> he puts her in a barrel, boots down the hill. This is her training. And then yeah, it hits right. some rocks and it ejects her from the side. And it looks real. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks good. <laughs> it's so funny. And the, the mother, whoever the mother is, it runs down like, oh my god, Yuki, like, holy hell. He, the dad, does not flinch. He's like, get no. up, do it again. You are not to get out of that barrel until that shit comes to a slow, rolling stop. <laughs> I don't control <laughs> fucking physics, man. <laughs> but yeah, basically, they start referring to her as, like, not a child of Earth, a child of the netherworld. Yeah. That, you know, she must become a beast. And they just have this cruel, you know, the old master training them in incredibly cruel ways which yeah you know it's kind of a trope but it's it's the story like the struggle and that's you know when i mentioned earlier in the film that you know hollywood is not doing a lot of female-led action films well because they don't put this part in right because they're yeah. like these women are strong kick-ass women from the beginning <laughs> like they yeah. don't go from through. the get-go yeah they just show up and they're good at everything and then they don't have any struggles they don't have any challenges they don't have any character growth so you don't give a fuck about them right with this yeah. i'm like i want her to win i want her to like i'm rooting for her like right from the get-go yeah when she's here and she's whatever she is 10 or 11 and they're doing this drill where he's tied together with her at the waist with this rope and they've got the bokutos and he's just he, like he's not going easy on her he no. is cracking that shit yeah i'd be like me at my age sir hey yeah <laughs> but she's you ease up a little bit jesus and then so yeah he, he shoves her into the little pond there and pulls her out and he's what's the matter with you you fool get up jesus christ but then they cut forward a couple years it seems like she looks like she's i don't know 13-ish. Yeah, 12. 11, 12, 13. But he pulls out a fucking real sword. Yeah. And, like, has it in her face. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> but she does this cool little sort of punch front flip through the air. 
which we've already seen her do in the opening scene where she fought what's his face in the rickshaw. Yes. Um, she does that little punch front flip through the air thing. She first does it here to avoid the uh, to avoid the sword swing, but homeboy cuts like all her clothes off, <laughs> like, th- which is weird. I, I thought, thought that, that was, was a bit. Un- I thought that part was unnecessary, but you know. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it served a i mean i hope it served a purpose because otherwise it's a fucking child naked but i mean like when he slices her arm and then she starts to kind of drink her own blood yeah but then when they cut to the barrel with like a fucking wig nailed into the barrel and it's rolling down the hill (laughs) i laugh my fucking ass off i'm like holy fuck but he slices the barrel and she jumps out of it lands on her feet so you know they're showing her growing in her training which i thought I mean, I thought that section was good because they're showing the pain that she's going through in order to dish out what she needs to dish out and take down these criminals. It's Van Damme finally dodging those punch sticks that What's-His-Face used in Kickboxer. Yes. He's finally able to dodge them and move on them. He's not getting his ass kicked anymore. It's every Van Damme movie. You know, it's now every he can Van Damme through salt movie. in his eyes. Well, luckily I was trained with a blindfold. You know, like <laughs> every Van Damme movie where he has a flashback to the cruel training that he went through earlier in the film. Luckily I was tied to a tree by my sadistic Shidoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Made me spread eagle with my nuts exposed. <laughs> In my somehow obtained bicycle shorts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh, another thing that that Tarantino also uses here that we see is the uh, titled sections of the movie. So he kind of breaks yeah. it into chapters: chapter one, chapter two, whatever. And they have the different names for the chapters. And we we cohere to our next chapter where we're on a sea coast little place, little house here, and we see this girl making these sort of doll figurine type things out of bamboo or rattan strips which dude i'm watching this chick do this yeah damn i don't know the first person to figure that out how to do that should get a goddamn yeah. nobel yeah. prize yeah. because fuck there's like 50, what are you 11... doing with all those uh palm leaves well <laughs> watch this motherfucker flip, 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 flip. <laughs> right and making these like fishing baskets they look like fishing baskets, but I think they're like dolls. They're they're dolls that she, we will learn, is lying to her dad. Her dad here is one of the the four people in the gang, yes. uh, Bonzo Takamura, and his daughter is the one making these rattan bamboo doll shape things that she is telling her dad, "I'm going to take them to town and I sell them, and that's uh-huh. how I get my money." But she's not doing that. We see her very soon in the movie here go Throwing out to the seashore, the cliff. Yeah. toss them off the fucking cliff, and then she goes into town and she's actually a prostitute. Yeah, I figured she was. I figured that they would that that's what they. I know she was throwing them away, but I just figured that they were baskets to drag through the water and get fish. But I just made it that took, up in my head, actually. So you know what the yeah, fuck do I know? Yeah, it took me three watches to figure that <laughs> yeah. out because I thought they were fishing baskets. But then I was like, "How does she get them back? What the fuck? How does she? She's tossing them off this giant ass <laughs> cliff. Where does she get the fish Jeez. from? How does she get them back?" But then when Oyuki comes here, and at some point somebody mentions, "Oh, she makes those dolls," or one of the guys uh, who comes in and talks to Bonzo and says, "You know, you think your daughter's selling those doll things in town? Well, she's not." And they, when they shit on Bonzo for that, they let him know what's happening. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck, they're not fishing nets. They're, she's supposed to be selling those, and she's not. 
She's just fucking getting rid of them and then lying to her drunkard, alcoholic dad. Who is a piece of shit. But it's a great scene. It's a great scene where she yes. takes them on her back and goes out to the, the cliff here and just, you know, fuck, how shitty would that be to be spending hours and hours making these and then just tossing them to the goddamn waves? <laughs> like, see ya! Well, I would probably keep them outside of the hut and then just like bring them back in i made some more pop <laughs> like why is she making right? them over and over again hide them in the woods and then yeah. bring them back yeah i made four more yeah without getting seven hundred and eighty-two thousand bamboo sliver cuts in yeah. my fingertips like <laughs> jesus i do like that uh when oyuki shows up here to talk to her that's uh kobue which is bonzo's daughter uh, that's she's played by Yoshiko Nakada, who is also another really good actress. But I like that Oyuki here has changed into her sort of nautical stripe kimono. Kind of a nice touch. She's got a lot of cool looking kimonos for sure. Her kimonos are awesome. And uh, Kubue here, and when she says they, uh, her Kubue and Oyuki here are talking and chatting, and Oyuki says, "Oh, what's your name?" And she says, "Kubue Takamura." And Oyuki's like, "Takamura." Oh, you're... Okay, I gotta follow you, because now she knows that name, and uh, she has to follow her and figure out where Bonzo is. So, we get uh, Kobuwe here going to her, I'm gonna say, pimp's place here, where he has this brothel house, and he's paying her for her services, and he is organizing, uh, like, a betting night with these little... uh, the dice that, that he has to set up, and Oyuki is going to infiltrate this night as sort of an outsider so that she can try and find and get access to Bonzo so that she can kill him as part of the revenge. So after we get that little scene, uh, we see Oyuki outside the gambling place. And then we get uh, these two ruffian thug type guys who come into Bonzo's house, which is all wrecked. His fucking, <laughs> his rice paper walls are all punctured through and yeah, they're decrepit. all fucked up. All fucked up. Bonzo's a drunkard piece of shit. And this is where we get the explanation here where he's this ruffian guy's like, where's your daughter? And he's like, oh, she's probably out, you know, selling her stuff. She might be shopping or whatever. And the guy says to him, hey, man, you drunk asshole. Do you really think people are buying her fucking bamboo dolls? You are out of your fucking mind. She chucks that shit off the cliff and she's a high class how well she got three yen so i don't know if she's high not class. a high she's a yeah she's a low a <laughs> she's low the low ho unfortunately she's yeah. the, the bottom rung on the hoe ladder unfortunately <laughs> for her but uh yeah he's bonzo does not want to hear that shit this guy has a, uh, a bill that he can't pay so bonzo has to go to the, the gambling thing to get some money because he doesn't want his daughter selling herself but I mean, he can't fucking do anything about it because he's drunk and he's sick and all that shit. So she's trying to take care of him. And the only way she can do that is to is to go to the brothel house. I do like the, the scene here where they, they're at the gambling place, though. This is a cool, a cool scene where Oyuki is just kind of watching what's going on. And really, all these dudes are betting on is which number on the die is up. Well, I mean, it's, this is like the simplest gambling game it's ever. It's the 1880s, maybe you know. Well, I could cut have the one arm bandage yet, sure. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cool set that they built. Like they built a really cool set. You've got like a large group of people, and then all of a sudden now they're talking about Lady Snowblood. Who is she? And uh, they think that she's 
They think that she possibly is a uh, prostitute, an independent prostitute. Yes, who who knows what's going on, who knows the role of the game and stuff like that. But then, of course, Bonzo shows up here, and we get the real pull-in yeah, man, on it's Oyuki's awesome. face. It's so good, man. They do this really well. I was expecting the Tarantino, I was expecting that. But her look is great. When she sees him, she's like, oh, there's that fucking guy. That's the guy. She does it really well. Like, it's a really good sell. She's just staring right at him, which is great for acting, but terrible terrible if you're actually trying to sneak up on a person <laughs> because they would, yes, yeah. they would see the one person <laughs> glaring like chuck norris when he was in the back of the courtroom when craigie was giving his testimony and chuck is yeah. just fucking staring just burning a hole through the back of that dude's head but yeah she she sees him and she like stands up and to to go get ready and bonzo's there just gambling his ass away and she takes over the dealer position or the die casting position for this this little group of dudes here and i i i can't tell do you think that she knew that bonzo was cheating with the little flip the little flip card that he put down i'm not sure because there's a few things that i think get lost in the subtitles because i wasn't sure if they thought that she was like a gambling table person or a prostitute and i wasn't sure if she knew that he was cheating or not. There's a few things that I think I miss on the subtitles that I had to get for this. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. I think she knows because she gives him kind of a side eye a couple of times. But I don't know if she's giving him the side eye thing because he's Bonzo Takemoto and she wants to kill him. Mm. Or if she knows that he's cheating. Because if she knows that he's cheating, she doesn't want these gambling house guys to kill him. She wants to kill yeah. him. Oh yeah, she can't. I think you're right. I think that she knows that he's cheating and because she's not glaring at him with disdain. She's almost kind of like got a holy fuck look on my face. Like, I'm going to yeah. lose this. So, Like, are you going to be that fucking stupid and yeah. shit in front of these guys, you yeah, asshole? You asshole. And basically they take him out back and are just playing the circus knife game and throwing knives into his yeah. wall, which is probably why his rice paper home is fucking destroyed because they probably <laughs> play that with that motherfucker a lot. Oh, Bonzo. <laughs> fucking you throw knives clown. at you again for cheating. But yeah, she yeah, comes in and basically says, listen, don't kill him. I'll pay whatever, whatever price. And that concludes part two of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part three. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part three, and we will be back in your ears very soon.